Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. In season one of the Alabama Short Stories podcast, I told the story about Miss Baker, Alabama Monkey Knot. I mentioned that because NASA is based in Huntsville, there's a good chance you would meet a real astronaut in Alabama. When I started looking for stories for season five, I realized that there was another group of people you may run into in Alabama, and those are Miss America pageant winners. Alabama has had its fair share of Miss Alabama contestants rank high in the Miss America competition, and three be crowned Miss America. The most recent was Deidre Downs, crowned on September 18, 2004, and served in her role the following year. A native of Pelham, her goal was to attend medical school, and she used money earned in pageants to help pay for her undergrad school. After her term as Miss America, she entered medical school at UAB and is currently a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist specializing in reproductive medicine and surgery. Heather Whitestone was crowned Miss America 10 years earlier on September 17, 1994. A native of Dothan, she moved to Birmingham as a teenager and graduated high school. Her story is special because Whitestone is the first deaf title holder. At the final of the 1995 Miss America pageant, she could read host Regis Philbin's lips when he announced the winner, but she turned to her fellow contestants for confirmation that she had won. Since her time as Miss America ended, she has supported hearing loss organizations and is a conservative political activist. Deidre Downs and Heather Whitestone would make great stories for the Alabama Short Stories podcast. But this episode is about Alabama's first Miss America, Yolan Betbees. But first, let's talk about the Miss America pageant. Today, many pageants and contests start with Miss, Ms., Mrs., Mr., and others. But Miss America is where they all got their start. Two of those are Miss USA, a direct competitor to Miss America, and Miss Universe, which took the pageant concept on a global scale. Miss USA will appear on our story later. The pageant was inspired by a promotion held on the Atlantic City boardwalk called the Fall Frolic on September 25, 1920. 350 decorated wicker chairs were pushed by men up and down the boardwalk. But the real attraction was the maidens who sat in the chairs. They were so popular that the promoters decided to turn it into a beauty pageant or a bather's review the following year. Newspapers were asked to choose their contestant to send to the pageant to compete for Miss America a phrase coined by newspaperman Herb Test. 100,000 people gathered to watch. There was controversy at this first pageant when one contestant was disqualified for being married and a working actress and a judge's friend. She was deemed too professional to be in this amateur pageant. 16-year-old Margaret Gorman was crowned the Golden Mermaid and was awarded $100. The pageant continued over the next couple of decades, only shutting down for a few years during the Depression. Controversy was never too far away as the pageant fought off accusation of loose morals. The crowning of 15-year-old Marion Bergeron in 1933 prompted officials to change the rules only to allow women aged 18 to 26 to compete. The Miss America pageant inherently has a lot of sex appeal, and having a 15-year-old winner was a bridge too far for the modest 1930s. They took it a step further and introduced a talent contest to balance out the bathing suit and evening gown competitions. In 1940, the contest name was changed to the Miss America Pageant. 
Compensation for winning the pageant was furs and movie contracts, but in 1944 that changed to college scholarships. The idea came from the 1943 winner, Jean Bartel, the first college student to win the title. She got the idea after visiting her sorority sisters of Kappa Kappa Gamma when she traveled the country. Ironically, she entered the contest when she learned that one of the judges was a Broadway actor and producer. She would end up on stage and screen during her career as an actress. The pageant continued growing, and the rule that contestants must be of good health and of white race was abolished in 1950. It would be 20 years before Cheryl Brown, Miss Iowa 1970, was the first African-American woman to compete, and another 14 years before the first African-American woman won, Vanessa Williams, in 1984. The pageant made a huge shift in 2018 when it was announced that competitors would no longer be judged by their physical appearance and no longer have the bathing suit competition. This fact is important because the bathing suit is an important part of this short story. Alabama has been well represented in the Miss America pageant, and its predecessor goes back to 1921 when Lois Wilson competed and is considered the first Miss Alabama. Yolande Margaret Bedbees was born in Mobile, Alabama on November 28, 1928. Her father, William, was a butcher. Her mother, Ethel, gave her a unique name based on a book on medieval history she was reading during her pregnancy. Growing up in a strict Catholic family, Bedbees attended a convent school for 12 years before attending Spring Hill College, a Jesuit college in Mobile. While attending the college, she won the campus title of Miss Torch in 1949, which let her compete for Miss Alabama, which she won in 1950. Bet B saw the pageant system as a way out of the South. She was intelligent and an excellent singer, and she would use everything she had to achieve her goals. When she got to Atlantic City, she did not mix well with the other contestants. She found them cutthroat, which doesn't surprise me at all. Bet B's father is of Basque descent, the area around Barcelona in Spain and southwest France and she had dark raven hair common to those from the area. Her looks made her stand out from all the other competitors at the time. One of the cutthroat competitors scrawled the phrase, Harry sits here, on her mirror as a dig at her features. The bathing suit contest has been a big part of the contest since its inception, when it was also known as a bathing review. During the contest, Betbees was able to wear a bathing suit that suited her own sensibilities. Bebby's primary goal when entering the pageant was to parlay that into becoming an opera singer. She performed Caro Nome from the opera Rigoletto in the talent competition and hoped this would springboard her into the opera world. She came in first in the bathing suit competition and second in the talent competition. Yolan Bedbees was crowned Miss America in 1951, the first Miss America from Alabama. Her controversial reign started almost as soon as the crown was placed on her head. Catalina Swimwear sponsored the bathing suit part of the competition, and while contestants could wear their own swimsuits during the competition, it was expected that Miss America would model the Catalina swimsuits during the year of her reign. Bet Bees refused. She did not feel that wearing the bathing suit in public promoted the pageant as a scholarship-granting organization. Bet Bees declared, I'm an opera singer, not a pinup. She refused to pose in a bathing suit again unless she was going for a swim. This stand for propriety would alter the course of the Miss America pageant. 
Pacific Knitting Mills, the owner of the Catalina swimwear brand, was outraged. If Miss America would not model their swimwear, they would spend their money elsewhere. They started the competing Miss USA contest the following year. While Miss America and Miss USA may seem identical, there are significant differences today. Miss America is no longer called a pageant, but a competition. Miss America has removed its bathing suit competition, and Miss USA has no talent competition. The Miss America website states they are empowering women to lead through education, scholarships, style, and success. The Miss USA website says they celebrate beauty, intelligence, and empowerment. Miss USA is still a beauty-first contest. Now, despite Bedby's issue with the swimwear, she embraced her year as Miss America. She traveled across the United States into the countries of France, Italy, Mexico, and the Bahamas. She met with congressmen and foreign leaders. Bedby's met designers and opera stars. She had the fullest schedule of Miss America up to that point. Now, after Bedby's time as Miss America was over, she didn't step out of the limelight. She took on a number of social issues and was a member and volunteer with the NAACP, the Congress of Racial Equality, and the National Commitment for a Sane Nuclear Policy. Soon after finishing her duties as Miss America in 1953, she stood vigil outside Sing Sing Prison, protesting the upcoming execution of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. The Rosenbergs had been convicted of giving atomic secrets to the Soviets. In 1960, she protested outside Woolworths in Manhattan to support black sit-ins in the South. In 1954, Bedby's married television mogul Maddie Fox, a man twice her age. This marriage elevated her social standing, and the couple would live in Hollywood, Paris, and have a Park Avenue penthouse. Friends included Marlena Dietrich and Elizabeth Taylor. Bedby's and Fox would have one child together before he passed away after just a decade of marriage. In 1966, Bedby's considered running for Congress in the Alabama Congressional District that contained Mobile. This was just three years after Wallace gave his infamous Segregation Now, Segregation Tomorrow, Segregation Forever speech. A friend suggested she would improve her chances of winning if she resigned from the NAACP. Bedby's moved to Georgetown in Washington, D.C., where she met and entered a long-term relationship with Algerian Ambassador Sharif Gwellal. When Algeria became independent from French rule, Gwellal became the country's first ambassador to the United States. They would keep a lively social calendar in Washington, D.C., and would be together until Gwellal died in 2009. They never officially married, but Bedby's considered him her spouse. Yolan Bedby's died on February 22, 2016, at 87. She had lived long enough to see two more Miss Alabama crowned Miss America, but missed the one thing that defined her reign. In 2018, the Miss America competition removed the swimsuit competition. And remember when I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast there's a good chance you could run into a Miss America in Alabama? I wasn't being flippant. Deidre Downs lives around the corner from me. I still haven't run into an astronaut. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alabama Short Stories Podcast. You can continue to support the show by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you haven't subscribed, do it so you don't miss an episode. You can also support the show by purchasing the companion book, Alabama Short Stories Volume 1, featuring the first three seasons of the podcast. You can purchase it at Amazon.com, Bookshop.org, and other online bookstores. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time 
on Alabama Short Stories.